Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. G'day guys, Dill here. This should not come as a surprise to anyone given he's one of the biggest and best sports broadcasters in Australia, but Brian Taylor's podcast, Life of Brian, is absolutely flying at the moment. Recently he's had on James Brayshaw, Tony Jones, his nephew and Sydney midfielder James Rowbottom, and even horse teeth Tommy Sheridan. Life of Brian is not just about the guests, it also provides a great insight behind the scenes of the football media and BT's life away from the mic. He's a very, very quirky man. Who would have thought picking up sticks is so important? The show is hosted by his son Harrison and it's fair to say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because Harrison gives Brian a run for his money. Life of Brian is a clubby sports podcast and it should be in your rotation. IllyXX. Welcome back to a special, special edition of Dylan Friends. Wowie, 100 episodes. Unbelievable. It's uh, it, it's honestly unbelievable and, and incredible. And without you all tuning in each week, uh, we definitely would not be here. So for that, I, I am forever grateful. To be honest, it's 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 an absolute honour to have your eyes and ears and love and support each week. And and I definitely do not take it for granted. And and I cannot thank you enough because it it has really really has changed my life. It's been an unbelievable ride the last three years. And and to say that I would have hit 100 episodes, I definitely would not have thought that would have happened. It was just something that I started on the side to to keep me preoccupied and. And helped me out in a transition at a time where I had nothing really to, to do in my life and no real passions or purpose outside of it. So um, to turn into what it has today, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just extremely proud and 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 I know without you all, uh, it, it honestly wouldn't be whatever it is. So um, to that, I, I thank you so much. Seeing now that this is is my job to speak to people for a living and to learn new things has been unbelievable. But I do say this in, in all honesty, the most special part for me is, is the love and support and message that I get from you all each week. And as I said, it's nothing that I'll ever take for granted. And, and the community that we've been able to build here at Dylan Friends, it's, it's honestly been yeah, really, really special. So I cannot thank you enough for it. And to everyone that got out to the show down at Melbourne Central this week, um, at short notice, it was it was so good to meet you all and put some names to faces. We did have a big 100 episode plan for Dylan Friends. Um, COVID had other plans for us, unfortunately, but it's definitely something after last week and getting out there and meeting you all that we're going to be doing a lot more of um, in the future. So definitely stay tuned for that. But yeah, I just want to say a big, big thank you for everything over the last three years. We've hit 100 episodes and, and I promise there is some big, big things things to come um, in the near future as well. So 100 down, uh, it's been unbelievable. Can't wait for the second 100. We've got a new studio space in the works. It's going to be here very, very shortly that I cannot wait to share with you. There's plenty of more shows on the horizon. I've teased a couple. They're definitely coming. And some other bits and pieces that I can't wait to share in in the next few months. That's going to be really, really cool. A few special thank yous though for the 100 episodes. Some people that the show would honestly not be off the ground without. I've got to thank Tofu Princess for the staff for all their love and support. Sam Bonzer, the producer, he's an absolute star. And you all know Sam, he works so hard and the show would be nowhere without him. Damon Jackman from Creative Edge Film has been unbelievable and been there really since the start. Um, he's love and support as well each week, rocking up, getting it done. He's an absolute star and I love him to death. Adam Baldwin has been a massive mentor for me and really helped me turn something like a podcast into a little bit more like a business. Steph Wynn Stanley looks after all the partnerships and marketing, which brings that to our major partner and friendship, Bloke in a Bar. That's Den and Kemp from up there in uh, in Sydney and Queensland. They've been absolutely incredible with the love and support they've given us all over this time. Budgie Smuggler as well, jumping on board. We absolutely love them. 
But most importantly, you guys and girls, the show would be nothing without you. Love you all so much. Can't wait to bring you more and more content. And uh, yeah, Ilya FM, let's go. My name is Deborah, Dylan's mum. Welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast. Many ways, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Tears. Tears. Strength. I'm like, I run. She's like, yeah. everyone runs. I'm like, but does everyone go to Man. the Olympics? <laughs> They're sitting there meditating going, oh my God, I think I'm meditating. How this is for meditating? It's like, <laughs> I had a Wu-Tang call. I was like, yo, Dylan, thanks for getting us in. Just love it. It's knuckle puck time. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Welcome to Dylan Friends, uh, Tony Armstrong, <laughs> Mick Barlow and Dylan Buckley, Sam Bonzer as well. 100 episodes I'm overwhelmed. I'm amazed. This is incredible. Um, we are live here at Melbourne Central. Give a plug to the turnout, mate. No, I, I, I will, Mick, and, and thank you for uh, queuing me, but 25, 30 of the most beautiful, amazing people. Um, so good to put some names to some faces and meet um, some Dylan Friends fans. So, honestly, to the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much for, for coming. It's been incredible. Well Round of applause well to you all. Uh, 100 episodes. We, we haven't got a woohoo. That's yeah. like... Do I wasn't fans, expecting a woohoo. Do, do, does anyone else woohoo you? Or? Mate, I, I work in a studio where everyone's like, get out, yeah. hurry up, <laughs> be faster, do less bad. Yeah, get good. Out. Hey, I had a gag as well. You ruined it before. We're gonna, I'm going to say it again. No, you ruined it because you wrote it here. Uh, 100 episodes tonight we're celebrating and obviously in front of a live crowd um, and it's fantastic to see you guys here. I actually asked the other 98. They're all busy. Yep. So I'm stuck with you too. Okay. Where's the cricket bat? You should be raising the bat. Yeah, they laughed. Because <laughs> I didn't hear me last time, but they laughed this mm. time. It's fantastic. Um, big show tonight. We had, uh, obviously, we've been friends for a long time, us, us two, and, and Sam's done a tremendous job, and Damon Jackman, Sam Bonza, everyone's done an incredible job. So I think tonight's just really a celebration of that, and um, to be able to come and see some friends of mine has been huge too, but hopefully we can have some good fun and go through that. Hey, Tony, just on that, what have you been up to, my friend? Because you've been very, very busy. You're on ABC. You're on Yokai Footy. You're now on The Project. It, hands up if you watch The Project. I don't, not but many, I know. Well, I do many. when Tony's on. That's for it's sure. It's essential viewing. Mm. Yeah. You're, you've blown up. And I, I'm not going to say this, but I feel like I've played a big role in that. <laughs> that wasn't in the notes, mate. We didn't talk about that. And also, you missed... Just sorry, Tony, to jump in, but you've missed the biggest parties played. If you see his trench coat tonight... You might remember out of the Matrix, Neo. He has appeared on I've Dylan Friends' hundredth yeah. episode tonight. Neo. What pill did I here, take? So mate? The red or the blue? Not sure. You None. Do, you don't take decision. them, kids. They're not good for you. Um, okay, <laughs> guys, let's move on because we will but get into it. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I, yeah, good. Thanks for asking. Uh, thanks everyone for coming. Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, yeah, just work, ABC, doing brekkie hours now, which is a punish. What's that like? What time are you getting up? I get up at 3.40 a.m. That's cooked in the head. Um, But I do it because it's, you know, work and it's it's a great opportunity and stuff. Um, Doing that, Yokai footy, uh, calling some footy, doing some weekly stuff. I don't know. Has anyone here seen the weekly? No one knows hands Charlie Pickering. Hands up, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah we no, definitely know So when we ask if you've seen something... Oh, I'm a bit something, too old for these even, guys, I think. Even, even when you haven't seen it, say... Just, yep, yes, you've I've seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Hands up just for an ego stroke, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've done a bit of, like, uh, satirical stuff with them. Um, and, yeah, got some other stuff uh, in the works, which we'll talk about, I think, a bit later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, um, busy, which is, which is really good and... Um, 
couldn't be more happy to be here, even if I was, friend, 100 on the list of people who you invited, Dill. Well, saying before, it is a little bit serendipitous. And you, mm. as, as Dylan Friends fans would know, and I know you're all here that, you, honestly, you would be fans. I make up words. Serendipitous is a word. That actually, I did check it before I said it. And it is serendipitous. No, you didn't. That you just here. trusted me. Yeah. I could have said anything. And it is serendipitous because you were episode 50 and there were yes, 100. I so I've raised the bat. And then I've done it again. So I'm, I'm really excited to have you here. Mickey Barlow, one of my uh, all-time friends as well that has been on the podcast. Episode 38. 36, 36. And just on that to give you an idea and everyone out there, an idea of how close Mick and I were mm. and still are, we went to boarding school together. So when I first got to Assumption College, uh, my first day, I actually got there before the rest of all the other boarders. And uh, I got down there early to play a game of first cricket. And Mick was the cricket captain. And ever since then, he took me under his wing. Might have bullied me a little bit. <laughs> Might have bullied me. But on the most part, looked after me. And then I I think also, ironically, we made our AFL debut against each other. We did. Similar careers. Yes, yeah, similar um, careers. But uh, yeah, no, we've uh, we've known each other forever as well. So this is this is a, such a great... Serendipitous. Such a great time. So Serendipitous. The serendipity around our AFL careers <laughs> is quite remarkable. That I just did the math. Don't think you can usually count this high. Yeah. But seven clubs out of the 18 we've, re- we've represented. We've seven been there, done out that. Of so that's so why you're on your MacBook. If you want to know anything. Two plus three plus no, two. No, I was doing an article uh, <laughs> relating to one of those clubs that's going to go down in the paper this weekend. So watch your space. But um, all good. Hey, how'd you go, how's your golf game? Dylan's writing a golf at the moment. We're jumping around a little bit. But how is your golf game? We are jumping all over the shop at the moment. And as... Look, these are the most. Thanks to my friends, Titleist. We, uh, you do know that I can get really on something and then never do it again. And golf is that thing at the moment. I hit a forty-nine the other day, which is apparently it's terrible, but I thought it was actually. Really <laughs> That's honestly so bad. No, I know, but was I was that, really was happy that, with it because I was hitting like seventies and stuff before that. Um, Hang on, for forty-nine through nine. No, for nine holes as well. By the way, that's nine holes. Obviously not forty-nine through no. eighteen. No, you'd no, be out there with no. Bryson De- DeChambeau and the yeah. likes if you were. No, we're Bryson not DeChambeau. Don't know who that is. Mm. Hey, Tone, as well, yeah. big, big for you. Uh, You've been incredibly busy, as you said. You're everywhere at the moment, and, and I'm so proud of you um, in an emotional sense, and, and you as well, Mick. You're Thanks. doing great things. But, uh, Tony, <coughs> you did something that was pretty incredible like Which it was a bit closer. three weeks ago. You interviewed Buddy Franklin. That, that yeah. is like, what was that like? Because I've touched him before, like, not. In a weird way, like I was actually like. Do you want to start that sentence again? No, I like the way it went. I touched him. We connected sure. in a way that I touched him. Like he didn't know I touched him, but it was like really cool. Something so, that I looked back. So you were a speed was, bump that he ran over. Is yeah, that and I also lived in Sydney for a while. And once and I was driving, and he was there, and I saw him, and I was like, "That's Buddy Franklin. That's pretty cool." And you spoke to him. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, I've seen movies with Chris Rock in them too. I mean, like, are we are we claiming that or? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Sick. Yeah. I know. I know Chris Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say I know him, but I, I definitely sat down with him, and I, I like him. What was it like sitting down with a big? Oh no, man, Franklin. It was, but he doesn't give many people the, like the access that you you got. So take us behind the curtain with that. Yeah. Oh, so obviously, buddy, we all know who the guy is. Absolute superstar. One of the nicest guys you've ever met, but notoriously private. And the AFL had been working for years to get this interview going. Years. And anyway, I get, I get the call from someone at AFL House. They're like, 
hey, Tone, uh, yeah, we've got the interview for Thursday. I'm like, I'm working Thursday morning. I can't make it. They're like, no, we've got the interview for Thursday. You're going. I was like, am I allowed to swear? Because my, 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 I would like to swear in that moment and say, no. Um, and they, and they were like, no, you're going. So anyway, so I did my breakfast shift. So I was like 3.40, wake up on air for three hours, straight to the airport, fly to Sydney, cab from the airport to this set. I just get out, like, I just get out of the cab, walk straight onto set, like buddies arriving at the same time. We slap up. It's like, hey, brother, good to see you. Last time I saw you was in Ireland, blah, 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 whatever. You know, oh, Tone, you're, you're amazing, tall, handsome, young. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I was like, bud, slow down. It's too fast. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, they laughed. And then, <laughs> and then we, and then we had, and then we have the interview and it was so, so lovely. Mm. Still don't think you quite know what that word means. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we had a, we had a great interview, but I think one of the funniest things was in the interview, does everyone here know who Kawhi Leonard is? So you know how he's notorious for not giving away his emotions? Yeah. Mm. So in the interview, I... Basically, I was gassing Bud up, you know, like, Bud, you're pretty sick. Like, no one's done that before. And, you know, I was like, so, Bud, like, you're just running down the wing. Sorry, Kale Hooker. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, hey, Bud, man, you know you, you know you smoked that dude. Yeah. And he still can't quite mm. show his full self. In So, like, off, off camera to on camera, two completely different people. But I think I got a bit more out of him than you normally would, you in, would a, man. In, a, in a media setting. You nailed it, man. Like, I don't it, think I could – look, he would be such a hard guy to interview because just purely of, like, nerves. He gives really closed answers yeah, as well. Yeah, nerves. And, like, mm. sometimes when people don't give those answers, you just don't know where to go with it. What will Buddy Franklin do when he finishes footy? Count his cash. Yeah. Well, he's doing a really good job with the cold and flu marketing at the moment. Have yeah, Vicks. Yeah, Vicks. Interesting. Hey, you did know that though, mate, and I watched it. It was fantastic. Do you reckon you'll ever get... What do you reckon the most obscure sponsor you'll ever have? This is this is one where you can, like, fish for one. Hey, well, I've got some cool ones here. We already know Bloke in a Bar, pay, you know, they... I pay the bills, mate. They pay the bills. They're the, the best uh, best lager in the hey, business. Mate, origin, Bungie Smuggler are coming on board. Origin is, tonight. Women's that's Origin. first. No one knows that yet. That's very exciting. Women's Origin tonight. New South Wales versus Queensland. Make the right answer now. New South Wales. Now we're talking by hundred percent, man. I, you know, I lived in Sydney. I'm a Sydney man. Before we start talking about me, and I'm really excited about that. I'm going to talk about you. Fuck, for a little bit you more. should. You should see. There's a lot of notes. three pages yeah. of Dill hundredth ep. And I'm trying to read it, it Dill. I'm trying to read it, and I can't quite get what's going on in the paper. So I got myself Mick. a pair Hang of blue light Ricks. To help it. Oh, gee. Oh, these Ricks. Ricks. Oh, no. <laughs> Tommy Sheridan is Tommy not here. Sheridan. He hasn't, I can, has he? I can, he's not here, but he's here. Oh. I can now read. I was scrambling. I didn't know what was going on the page. And no, now it is no. clear as day. Tommy Sheridan down the barrel. Thanks for allowing me to have 0% off these for $179.99. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a good man, Tommy. He's very good. <laughs> use, um, uh, use at checkout, use train sucks yeah. for the same discount. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a Dylan Friends discount for that, but. Don't coach. use it. He sucks. Um, Mick, you've been very busy. So for those who don't know, Mick Barlow uh, is now the coach of Werribee uh, in the VFL. Round of applause. He is 
might be oh, going for the Collingwood job. Who knows? The, the funny thing is we joke about this, he right? Should be. And you never know what happens in the future. And I remember, like, when I was really good at footy, um, like, a long time ago, when I was, like, 16, there was guys there that were, like, sort of crap, and I was like, you're a loser. And that was Toby Green. And now he's, like, way better mm. than me. So I treat Mick like he could be the next Alistair Clarkson. Mm. Like, you never know. Well, like, anyone could be. The, well, one of them well, could those be sitting glasses. out in the, in the yeah. terraces as we speak. So exciting for you. Um, in long story short, you are the coach of Werribee at the moment. Um, you're doing a tremendous job down there. But we do want to talk to you. What's... Really interesting from my point of view is we've all played footy. Mm. Um, we've all probably not had great relationships with coaches along the way because mm. we'll probably, you know, you nearly won a Brownlow, so maybe me and Tony. <laughs> mix mix relationships with these coaches were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. goals, 30 touches a week. He's like, oh, so, yeah, Ross, feeling a bit sore. Ross is like, yeah. ice up, baby. Okay. <laughs> well, hands up. Who, who plays footy out here, both uh, AFL and AFLW? Any... Good conglomerate. There's a lot there. of uh, young entrepreneurial AFL players out mm. there, which is nice. Entrepreneurial. It didn't make sense at all. Doesn't See, know do his that. words. Um, <laughs> but out there, Mick, we spoke about something that you've transitioned out of footy now. What's something that you've gone, hey, I hated that as a coach. You thought you wouldn't do it, but then you've gone, yeah. you know what? I probably do that now more than anything. It's a good question, Dylan. But uh, back to the glasses. <laughs> Why I got them was I don't feel like my players were respecting me enough. So yep. what is more to respect than a man with wrinkles and glasses? So now I wear glasses, so now my players and tomorrow... Perhaps a full head of hair? Perhaps a full head of hair? The follicles yeah. uh, go backwards. So you've got to start to take you got some, to, you've got to get on the some program. notice out of that. You've got to get on the program. Hey, coaching, what would have I done as a... What have I scrapped from my coaching caper now that I am a coach that I hated as a player? Um, we don't do reviews or post game. We don't uh, enforce recovery on the players. You know, when you, you finished a game, it's fourteen k's, fifteen k's, and it's like jump in the ice bath, do this stretching and all this, and your your mind's gone and your body's gone, and all you want to do is put your pants on, yes, go to the car, GTA have car. a pizza, and get home. So that oh, I'm a, I'm a minimalist post game. Once the game's over. Win, lose, or draw, I'm not dictated to by results. They get out and they get home. I, That's I, what every coach says. Yeah. Hey, Six I'm, games in. I'm going to give you a few more games and you'll go, boys, that's three losses in a row. Oh, yeah. 6 a.m. tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, well, that's early for me as well. So, No, you don't yeah. have to be there. That's what the assistants are How bad was just on this? I, I don't like bringing up bad memories, off. but post-game and – I, I know a lot of footballers out here. I don't know how it works with stats, but going into the footy live app and just going, scrolling right down to the bottom going, oh my there God, there's 10 minutes of a meeting. Te- there's a meeting in 10 minutes, a post-game meeting. <laughs> I'm just going to quickly check footy live, see how many tackles I had. And you just, you just scroll the whole way down and you go, I didn't have many. Hey, bro, so hard. So I couldn't even enjoy the wins. I'd like, the Swans would win, whoever I was playing for would win. And I'd come off the ground and I'd be like, I'm a plan next week. Oh yeah, and you and you Probably get off not. and you get obviously not. I'm here talking about footy, um, and you get off the ground and just beeline to your locker, and you just you wouldn't talk to anyone. Everyone around you is high five and slapping it up, and you're just going. Two is that pass mark? Is that pass? I don't know. I don't know. Who's not pass? The ultimate power play of a coach. You guys would have been. Been privy to this. Yes. The ultimate power play 
Post game or half time, the magnets are up there. And you'll walk <laughs> oh. into the meeting room and there'll be a clump of magnets over there and a clump of magnets over there. And you're sitting there as a player going, hmm, is that the good clump or is that the bad clump? Yes. And it usually relates to tackles or pressure acts or effort, whatever. Effort. But now as a coach, when now you're in the caper, it is. There's no better feeling. That is the biggest power play as a coach. Just put that, bang, bang, let them simmer on it and then whack them with the stick. The power is in the simmer. Is the fact. The power is in the simmer. Letting them think for a while. Um, But you're doing good things, mate. Enjoying it. it. Hey, let's talk about me. Let's do that. It's my 100th episode and I, this is about me tonight, which I'm very excited. And thank you again to everyone that came out. Um, It's a friend of Dylan Friends from the start. 100 episodes. I was thinking about this the other day. 10 episodes, I went back and like sort of looked at them and I was like, wow, they are so bad. So like for you guys to like really <laughs> actually stick we, with me. Can like, we do a worst of? Yeah. Oh, we could 100%. Like, let me think about it. Like it, it, there'd be a lot that would be there of worst of. Do you leave much on the you know cutting what? floor? Or you know you, what? Everything goes. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell this story now, Sam, because I think we have to. There's been a few episodes where I've just, we've done and gone, you know what? That's not for public. I think we just leave that one. There's name been names, mate. I name can't name, name they've names. They've gone out. They're out there. No, they're not. No, oh, they're not. No, they're not out there. So I've just gone, you know, that was so bad. Okay, okay. Let's so just not, never do that ever again. What was the text to the talent? It was a. Or was, did you ghost them? It was just a ghost. What? <laughs> it was just a complete ghost. It was a complete ghost. You chicken, man. Yeah, yeah. It was young and immature. We don't do that anymore. That's happened love, to me. Yeah. That's happened to me. Well, Only recently. I've actually week. done three episodes with you. No, this week I went on, uh, I do a bit of work for Triple M in yeah. Perth. And they wanted me to go on the rush hour in Melbourne. So I went in there Wednesday, no worries, saddled up. Jim, um, Jim and Bill. So you're part of the crew, Assumption College, Billy Brown. So sat now we're talking, thought, baby. How good's this? We're sitting down, we're doing some work, just three lads having a chat. Looking forward to telling all my mates I'm on Rush Hour Melbourne tonight. Podcast comes out about three, four o'clock. You wouldn't tell anyone. Oh, look, look, refresh, refresh, refresh. I wasn't in the headline, it was Zach Tui, something about him. Okay, listen to the episode. Boned. <laughs> boned until the... <laughs> I didn't get a full bone, I got a 24-hour bone. So Came the next day. Yeah, yeah. They went with some... Some, something about a local footy club, which was remarkable. That, that speaks volumes of your mm. content. The journey to 100, again, I'm talking about me tonight, which is, which is why we're here, um, let's, let's be honest. And it's why a big round fun. of a hey, Well, 100. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Can I show There it is. This is honestly the first time anyone will see this, this, uh, this as well, and not that anyone might not care, but check this out. Just I'm going to turn around. This is a T-shirt that has every... Episode of the 100 episodes So um, We're going to give away One Tonight uh, oh. To one of you guys so I don't know how we're going to do that But we will And uh, we've got one upstairs I'll, I'll give out So thank you so much Do it's a quiz a, yeah, we'll do Whoever a quiz. We'll can do name like the most that. guests Yeah something like that We'll do something cool We'll think of it yeah. But um, it's been an incredible ride Episode episode 36 Episode 50 And I was thinking today Like What Has been The coolest thing about Like Dylan Friends And, and not From a Cool as an external point of view, but cool for an intrinsic point of view. And it was the point that before you guys came on the episode, we were we were acquaintances, like we knew each other, we were mates. But I think after we had the episodes, our friendships and our knowledge of each other has blossomed, and that's what I look at now. And I think far out, man. I'm so happy because out of this like hundred episodes interviewing guests, it hasn't been the fact that. 
it's been the episode was like, I've actually just got to know a hundred people in depth more than I would ever before. There's stories out there and I'll use my own examples. The, the guys that I knew and I knew most of their stories, but your ability to take, so we are patting him on the back here for just a minute. Give it five. Um, so I'll use two examples. Zach Dawson. Yes. And Matt DeBoer, who, who you did, who I both know, I know very, very well. But you actually took it to a level where I listened and I absorbed stuff that I hadn't been privy to. Um, the Zach Dawson one was particularly powerful mm. because he's similar to Buddy Franklin, not in ability on the football field, quite the opposite. But in terms of his uh, introverted nature, um, great competitor and great teammate, Zach Dawson. But in terms of his... Just say the comment and be comfortable with saying the comment, mate. <laughs> don't bloody backtrack. <laughs> don't start doing backtrack and slapping there, in reverse, yeah, might have. Yeah. We know what you're saying. And he's a big tuner in a Zach, so g'day, Zach. And these are <laughs> from Rick Um So anyway, it, very introverted person. So for him to actually go in and open up about that, I think that, that was as powerful as any, showing the public what the dark side of being an AFL athlete can be, especially with the... You know, omnipresent nature of um, mm. social media. Yeah, no, I, I honestly say now that that episode, and I thought back of like I was thinking of things that through the whole show and when moments change, when it got real, like certain milestones, I suppose through. But the big milestones would be when we got the studio was one, and I think Tony was the first guest in the new studio. And I think because yeah, it was for fifty. Yeah, it was for fifty. I've been and there then, for I've been there for a lot of miles. You've been there an OG, yeah. and then another one after that was the Zach Dawson episode because after that episode, that made me realize like, wow, this is like bigger than a show. This is like for people to come and like actually chat, get to know people, um, and I think the biggest thing that I've always thought with with the podcast, and I hope this comes through when talking to people like that, is I don't actually know anything. Like I'm so oblivious to life nah, shut itself, up, but. I like to learn from other people and I learn a lot from Zach Dawson. I think that's one of still to this day, one of my favorite episodes. Um, I guess one of, again, to pump you up, which goes against every instinct. Um, <laughs> so I, I interviewed Dill for something I was doing and we, we, we spoke about the, we spoke about the podcast, of course. And I asked him what he was most proud about. And the most lovely thing about it was Dylan got really emotional about the community that he has created and what it means to him. And, you know, for someone who's not ever tried to do that, to see the passion and the care, I guess the love and respect that he's got for the people who listen, you know, I mean, the people who are here, like, I think, you know, you're great with people. You're always going to get really good guests, but I mean, who gives a crap? You could have whoever you want up here, but if you're not like, if you're doing it for, you know, the people who you're talking to, then it's, you know, it's worth nothing, but you're, you're cultivating and creating a community where people can find like the same North star or a North star and, and then you keep feeding into that, making everyone feel safe and comfortable in it. And, mate, like, I I could try to do it and I wouldn't be able to do it. I just don't know. I, I, I just could. It's a credit to you, mate. It's incredible. Right. And can we get back to paying? Yeah, I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm a failed podcaster, by the way. 
I, I'm a failed podcaster. Can, yeah, no, let's stop. I'm too lazy to do podcasts. I can't chase it up, on mate. That, on that yeah. point, on that point, on podcasting. So people would look at look at it and, and say, "That's perfect. That's a that's a fun way to make money. You sit down, you you talk, you get guests in. You yeah, you're not really working. It's something you really enjoy doing. But the effort and the grind that goes with it, and t- to make um, that a feasible way to live yeah, is. And I know, yeah, and I know for a fact he doesn't do it. To make money. I think he's had better opportunities to step away and, and probably take a check here and there to, to do something where he's not the face and, and public figure of it. So great which stuff. Is, which is what we're talking about, about mm. you know doing it for the community. But I yeah. think the other thing is, man, so the, so the ABC wanted me to do a podcast and then they started telling me what was involved. I was like, fucking no way. <laughs> Hang on, you mean I need to make phone calls? I need to talk to people I don't know, like until I'm on air? <laughs> nah, bro. Uh, but still, cold call, cold yeah. call, cold mm. call. He'll Not obviously call people he knows. There's a, there's a lot but of rejections. It's, and we'll, we, it's yeah. hard. And you've yeah. got to be – so, like, for every episode that goes out, there's, I don't know, I'm assuming five, six in the can – Sometimes you'd like you'd like, you'd like to have that's that many, ideal, but because, honestly, because we, you've got to be that far ahead. You yeah. do, but we can't. This honestly, again, I appreciate the crime words. I nearly cried before, but this is uh, the hundred episode. We're getting a little bit weird, but the 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 effort that goes into this, like again, it is incredible. Without Sam Bonzer and Damon Jackman, the show is not possible. The amount they hustle, work behind the scenes to to do it all, um, it's been incredible. So, producer Sam, a big shout yeah, out to Brent, him Sam, and and oh. Damon. As well that have that have got it done. Um, they're the absolute masters behind the scenes. But there has been a lot of red messages. There has been a lot. Oh, did you say red? Scene? Did you say red? Oh well, okay, yeah, well. Did you say red? Because every time I come on this podcast, you say you're only coming on if you, if bring, you bring a bottle a of Shiraz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you mind if? Oh, actually, it's actually called Saint Hugo weaving. <laughs> Hugo weaving. Oh, I didn't. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. But. Would you like a would we you like should. a splash? Yeah, we definitely should. Uh, in in context as well. No, just I'm the, not going to give the context. I'll give the context. I the first episode when we first got, I'm lost um, as well. Go for it. We first Larry. got uh, Tony on the episode. I said, mate, I was going to start a trend saying, when you come into the studio, bring me a present, and I'll also bring you a present. And I thought there was going to like a miscellaneous like little gift. He bought me a really nice bottle of red, and I just had like a Fredo frog for him. So it was really awkward um, at the time. So. We've moved on from that. We're, we're after the Hugo story. Okay, sorry. The Hugo story. Well, that's the, the bottle of wine that's done. That's Tony's friend is Hugo Weaving. I don't think... We're, we're too young to know Hugo Weaving at the at the Matrix. Actually, he and, was and he dressed as Neo. Okay, fantastic. That's how it is. Give us your... Yeah, actually, good... Top yeah. three oh, that you've had out of, out of 100. Up, top up, three. Apart from us. Yeah. Obviously, take it. Third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah. Yes. So, that you liked doing. And then on the back of that, I want you... Funniest story from all 100. Okay. Okay. I, I wrote down here some of my favourite guests in categories, like the biggest, best guests besides you two, obviously. Like sitting down with Chris Judd, even though I knew him, I was like about to vomit talking to him. Christian Petrarca, Paddy Cripps, Al Clarkson, Andrew Bogut, Mitch Marsh, Nathan Lyon, Mitch Starr, Cole Chalmers, who could win another gold medal. Dylan Orcott, he's won like 45. I would say, though, um, my top three favourite episodes, and this is not going to be right because I haven't really given much thought to it, but... I'll say that I've we loved love the answers most. without thought. Exactly. The ones that I've really enjoyed the most and got the most out of personally um, would be Emma Murray. 
I like zoned out completely for that and just thought that it was like a one-on-one therapy session. And like, it, it honestly did change, change my life a little bit. Like the way that she was talking about player A, player B and, you know, A game, B game. Another one that I loved doing was with Hugo Tubi, a young guy who has been through like three bouts of cancer and just has like the most positive mindset. But it was more about like the awareness of, um, of testicular cancer. And from that, the most like incredible thing is I've had probably four or five people message me since that have actually been uh, regrettably diagnosed actually with testicular cancer, but they got onto it earlier from listening to his show. See, bro, that's the community, man. Yeah, that's, it was. That's, it was. That's, that's what we're talking um, about. But besides that, mate, it's so hard to split. I really enjoyed the one with my childhood friends, Mike Christides and Filippo Palermo that did the Untitled group. Um, and uh, yeah, I, but I've got one Michael, this week I coming. I Michael, what a star. You do. Yeah. I've got one coming next week that I really enjoyed as well with Nick Stone, who oh, yeah. it's coming out. Uh, I actually did that y- uh, yesterday, who is, he used to play footy. He was a bit of a list clogger. And he went over to New York and started all these cafes in New York. He talks about meeting Tom Brady. Like it is- Bluestone? Bluestone yeah. Lane, one of the most incredible stories. The bloke now is a multi and he's just sitting down telling me- Everything and I was like, "This is that's that's the part where I'm like, wow, like we're actually just learning things." So, gun to your head, you've just named twenty. Yep. Gun to your head, top three, go. Oh god, Emma Murray, Matt Rowe, and Zach Dawson. But there's so many that I love that, mate. Love that. Bit of fan of the '97. I told stuff. you. Next, everyone always asks me this: Who's the top three people you have on? And I want to answer this for all of us because you're on radio. Mm. You do 45 million different things let's answer who would we want to talk to the most like actually attainable people who would you want to talk to the most i'll go first because i've got someone and it hit me the other day and this is so weird but i would love to talk to someone that's had a massive impact on me without even meeting this person is jack black you don't know jack black there we go we've got some the we've got more jack got, black fans here that's got fantastic. a couple of woos jack black i used to watch all his movies what's the his te- song tenacious d Tena- his band tenacious d. The, the best song in the world yes. school of best rock song in the world. <laughs> like i reckon honestly the the um the motto of the show like be yourself everyone else is taken i think that like that having jack black and like that growing up watching everything he did listening to his music seeing who he is that has actually like helped me become like i don't care about anything and Jack Black would be my number one person. I don't even really know what we talk about, but I just like him. Have you guys got one? It can be Can AFL. I have a couple? Can I have a couple? You've you got your second on your list, and he would have left you on read a couple of times. Ross Lyon, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So Ross. He's so interesting, man. But now he's kind of, I think his persona is, everyone's seeing and has been opened up to his persona. So it's a little less to untap now that when you get him on. It'd be pretty interesting, though, hearing some of his stories. Um, and who knows, he might be... Mick, one thing I was going to ask you is, do you think he will be coaching next year? One thing you were going to ask Mick was, can I have Ross Lyons' number? Yeah, yeah. no, he's already sent me the number um, and he said he wouldn't do it. I, funny story, I said to Mick, Mick, would you be able to get me Ross Lyons? He said, he probably won't do it. I said, oh yeah, I only get premiership coaches on the show. So I had Alistair Clarkson on, which wasn't funny. I hope I Ross is not here. Is he at Melbourne Central? I really hope he isn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ross would be incredible. Tony, who would you have? On? Can I have two? You have three. Um, so I get Serena Williams. Oh, perhaps. where would you take it with her? Just Sorry? like, where would you take it? Like, everywhere. I think. I think the the question that I'd like to get to is like, what's it like being the most dominant athlete in the world? But because you're a woman, no one talks about that. Yeah, that'd be where I'd go. Um, but then also, I'd like to go with uh, Taika Waititi. 
the Kiwi film director, the guy who created um, – I've just had a mind blank. But he's um, directing Thor. Oh, wow. He, he did um, Jojo Rabbit. Um, he did um, What We Do in the Shadows. Um, boy, I think, as well. Was he Boy? Um, but, yeah, an absolute genius. And he's so clever and so smart and so brilliant. And it just – I'd love to know how to tell a story his way. Actually, I've got another. Um, does anyone here know the Mighty Boosh? Yeah, so I'd... We've got a head nodder here. Yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. a head nodder. Uh, I'd love to interview uh, Noel Fielding and Julian Barrett and try to be as weird as they as, as they are and not come close. Oh, there's so many. Oh, man, I just sort of want... You go, but I just... Vance Joy is one that I've like... Oh, I haven't been close to the restraining orders sort of set up with mm. guests, but he's one that it's close enough that... it. It's, I'm either going to get, get him, him on, mate. You get is him, there, mate. So I'm either going to get him or he's going to. Is there back and forth? Or dialogue? Not no. directly. No. no. I, I, okay, no. so there's dialogue one way, a few likes. <laughs> oh, I, I do the thing where I keep messaging him once a week and then like unsending it because he doesn't see it. <laughs> yeah. So like it just gets so weird. Sure, Even I've like heard, when he I've uploads they, something, they I try and I try and like comment on it straight away, and I'm like, he's 100 percent seeing that, but he just still doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> You've got to get. Corey Homicide Williams. We were just talking about Homicide hey, earlier. Hey, boy. Do you know, know Homicide? He's one of my... Hey, you, you go from here. Hey, T.A. <laughs> Mate, he's a, uh, <laughs> he's a Townsville Crocodiles MVP, uh, former... Oh, this is the uh, basketball. Basketball, yes, yeah, okay. yes. Unlike Brecky TV, we're basically being held hostage. Like, no one wants to be... Like, who wants to be on TV at 6.30 a.m.? Honestly, not me. I'm just there because it's my job. And, and we're all there. We're like... And then on, on comes Corey Homicide Williams. He's like, yo, 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 what is up? And we're all like, woo, yeah, baby. I was about to swear again, um, but I didn't. Thank you. Um, and, he, and yeah, he's just the best. And he talks about life more than basketball, really do. And I think you'd like that. Mm. I like that, man. I'd definitely look into Homicide. Oh, my God. There's my... Boys, there's the Giants. My few friends there. That's Harry Himmelberg, Isaac Cumming, Jake Stein, and Maddie Flynn, you know one of the list bloggers of the Harry, week. Harry, I can't quite see you. Can you move to your left? Oh, there. Hey, brother, how are you? It's incredible to see you guys here. Thank you so much for coming. Jake looks a bit uh, dishevelled after Werribee did a number on him last week against the Giants. So, sorry, Jakey, but um, next time. Next so year, that's, potentially. That, that's in reference to Jake Stein, who's a, who's a great friend of the he's show. Wearing the, he's wearing the merch. He's yeah. rocked Jake, up. Jake, uh, Mick said he had a vendetta. Uh, he had we, a vendetta against you personally. Forward on him. Ask this, Mick. When I used to play halfback, you could really tell when the coach would say, "Let's play through this guy." Because I remember they'd <laughs> like I'd be playing halfback, and they'd the forward would always take me deep, and I'd be like, "Oh no, yeah." That means the coach really wants to take me deep. They think they can exploit me. Is that what you were doing with yeah, Stein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My Absolutely. first game of AFL footy, one out in the square on Adam McPhee. <laughs> they didn't rate you. I mean, I mean, I was, I was. 28 kilograms ringing wet. Mm. Adam, Adam McPhee is a video game character. He has he has an eight pack. Adam McPhee. Yeah, yeah. And you guys. And even his even his even his tits have abs. Mm. He's a wow. beast. So 12. You went there. Hey, anyway, we, oh, you want to talk footy? We did Footy Friends earlier in the year. It was a total success. Um, we've got big plans for for 2021 to do some live streaming of games when COVID permits. It's going to be fantastic. I know the fans love it. Let's go back to that because TA, um, just a little refresher, Footy Friends, we did some predictions at the start of the season to talk about what we thought was going to happen. You rocked up to that with no idea what you were talking about, or I think personally. None. And you've turned out 
pretty spot on of what the season's turned out to be. I mean, I mean, they always say be humble in success and um, gracious in defeat, and I say fuck that. Um, <laughs> sorry for cursing again in front of Melbourne Central. Um, Karen, is, uh, up, Karen a- upstairs is here. This a- goes to the PA the whole through. And the- this is the ABC She's breakfast TV host. So keep in mind, I'm come on. off air, and come on. Um, this is after hours. This is after dark for me. Yeah. Um, so I said, I said, swans will bounce. Mm. I said, swans will bounce. Everyone was, another <laughs> one. Oh well, you know, we knocked off the defending premiers in the second round, and what are we sitting seventh or sixth? You're going okay. Yep. Yep. Mick, Mick, with his googling earlier. Well, he's going to have. Uh, hang on. Also, um, uh, I said Oscar Allen's going to have a huge year. He did. Is he having a huge year? He is. He's yes. been injured most of the year, mate. Also, I said um, Ollie Florent, star. What's he gone on to do? Star. Yep. And I also said my Smokey for the Brownlow humour cluggage. Oh. Yeah, it's big, man. And, oh, pff, wow. Would you look at that? Here I am sitting pretty on the top of Got It Wrightsville. Yeah, you did. I think that West Coast and Richmond could still win the flag. Um, there was one thing that happened though guys And as I said before Sometimes there's been two episodes That I've never put out We'll never speak about that ever again Over the 100 So technically it's 102 And I've, no one knows that till now But Mick Barlow In this episode um, he was I wasn't with, in my best headspace He was working for day. Triple M at this stage He was getting used to like being Making big calls <laughs> And he wanted to make a big call on a young man, and he really went hard. He, no, he really, really went. This hard guy's got the key to the city. Yeah. He, he went hard at him, and it was so. I didn't go hard. He, he went so hard don't, at him. Don't make Mick, it out to be Mick, something. It he wasn't. went so hard at him that I thought, you know what, we can't put that out because this young bloke, he's just trying to make his way. We second, it out. second we chance. We took it out of the show. I was like, Dil, we can't Dil, leave. Do it. you remember all of our faces as when he said so, it? So Mick starts dragging this bloke <laughs> through. The hottest coals we've ever seen. And we're going, hey, Mick, man, like this. Mate, Poor like, kid. like, we get it. We get someone it. It's like him. funny. Someone's got to be rough. But it's a bit. Someone a bit sent him the audio because he it's is a bit on track to so win the brown line. To give reference, guy. Mick we was won't really hard. Name, though, no, we will. Oh, we will. Damn. His name is Ben Keys. And Ben and, and Mick said to him, if this bloke's the key, you need a new locksmith. Okay? And you've been ben, you've been sitting on this for what? 38 weeks yeah. And that's the best You can do With Ben oh, Keys Well you Keys Keys locksmith that's, that's, how I, that's what I do It's funny So Mick said this All of a sudden Ben Keys Must have heard it His ears must have been burning He's turned in one of the best Movers in the comp He's leading he's the way well. um, Kicking goals At people that listen List cloggers he w- He's well and truly mm. Probably in the The leadership group At the moment We haven't finalised that But he's on his way To become a leadership I, group of the I list don't cloggers. think he's going to be In the All-Australian so for our footy friends out there, let's just, to, to, to finish up, let's wrap up on our last season right. predictions for the end of the year. Who is going to win the Rising Star? Uh, Can I go? Because I know. You go. Uh, a good friend of mine and, and the young men just standing to the right of you all, uh, Tom Green, I think, is one of the Very best young players in the comp. It's going to be hard to go past Greeny. I played with him in the kneeful a few years ago when he was a bottom major. I'm telling you now. Tom Green was eating pies at halftime <laughs> at McKay when we were playing footy. He was eating pies at halftime, and now he's turned into one of the best, most premium midfielders in the comp. It'd be an outrage if he doesn't win the Rising Star, from my opinion. You go, you go. I actually need to do some Googling. Uh, Nick Cox. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Nick Cox. Nick Cox for mine. Essendon, string bean, up and down, class. Simply couldn't go for anyone who's not from the Riverina, mate. Greeny. <laughs> yeah. 
He's not here. I don't know who you're pointing to. That's Flinny. <laughs> that's one of my other friends. It's not Greeny. That's yeah. Flinny. Actually, can I go late? Can I do a late swap? Yes. Nick Cox. Yeah. Okay. So two, two to one. Two to one. Oh my God. Uh, there he is. Dan's here, everyone. There he is. He's ready for the show. He's rocked up. He's, he's setting the tone as we are walking through. Um, last but not least, the Brownlow. Uh, sorry, the the Premiership. Who wins the Premiership? Uh, Brisbane. I got a sugar hit. I got a sugar hit last night from Brisbane. They're the, they're the real deal, though. Rigid is. They've been up and about. Even got, speaking like a coach. You, you've got in a, sound bites. They, they have been. Give us a break. Been mate. around the mix for the last two years. Won a final last year. This year they'll get to the grand final. Where are West Coast on the lineup? I don't know. Fifth. Fifth, West Coast. Yeah, I, I like West Coast, but I still think Richmond will win. Um, and last but not least, we put out a little bit of a, a question on who, like a Q&A for people. And I love this question. The, the question is from Tom Pitts. And I thought it was a good way to, to wrap it up and, and have a chat about it now because I suppose we're both, we've all transitioned now to our next phase. But it said, what has been your biggest and most proud achievement post-football career? Tony, we'll start with you. You've done heaps. <laughs> um, Pick one. Don't be, don't be arrogant. Well, well, probably like the obvious one was uh, being the first Aboriginal, uh, Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander to commentate football on commercial radio. Mm. Uh, way too late in the piece for me to be a first. Um, but yeah, that, I'm pretty proud of that. I know it's pretty cool. That is. That, no, that is. And I, I remember, yeah, what you were doing, um, NIRS, weren't you? So you did the, the Indigenous station, doing it very well, very well. And, and to get did that the opportunity. Time, yeah. Yeah. Did the time. A lot of people think, um, yeah, people in those, those capacities, it just gets hand-given. But the, the effort, the grind that goes into it uh, is commendable. So mine, mate, I think, um, mine, I, I just think I'm – Actually, a better, more well-rounded person now that I've, I've transitioned out. The AFL can, you know, muck you around a little bit at times and you probably can't be uh, – uh, I've had some family members probably tell me and some people close to me that not a huge shift, but just enough of a shift to kind of realign to being, a, um, you know, a, a better person. Not that I was a horrible person, but a, a more rounded, wholesome individual. No, just just on that, like what footy does to you, it, it tells you to be so selfish and – put yourself before everything else in terms of performance and what that, and I guess the side effects of that are you're not as good as you think you are in your interpersonal relationships with everyone. And it takes a long time to decouple from that and unlearn the behaviors where, where you're like, no, I'm going to be so selfish and do whatever I want because it's all about my performance this weekend because you've been that's been drummed into you for a long time, and it's it's hard. But then once you once you finally decouple from it, I think it's it's a great feeling. You're forced to go out pretty quick on the outside yeah. of the AFL, like, like with the financial, with buddy. You're finding you know there's no nothing really planted just below you saying there you go. That's what you got to do. You've got to find your own way and navigate. And to be honest, yeah, it's it's um it's something that isn't fully understood. I don't think from the public because. Guys that play AFL might come out at 25 and they haven't had that life experience that 18, 19, 20-year-olds have, have found. Hey, Dill, what's, what's yours? Um, no, for me, honestly, it's, it's tonight. Uh, this, yeah, the 100, 100 episodes of, of Dill and Friends. I Look, to, to go back and, and to talk, like we, I started this thing out of desperation of like not having a purpose, not having a career, not having – I still remember going to a radio station – 
um, in Sydney asking if I could do a, a, a day of experience there and they literally said no to me. So I was like, well, if I don't want to do this, I've got to do it myself. Started this show and um, the most proudest I've ever been is probably tonight sitting here meeting these people, these beautiful, beautiful community that we've been able to create. And, and I think not just from that, but those fans of, of Dylan Friends have turned into Tony Armstrong, to Mick Barlow, to Sam, producer Sam, to Damon fans. They love the Giants. They love the Blues. Um, just the most incredible bunch of people. And, and long story short, yeah, just, just being able to connect with that. Um, and not just now, but for, for a long time going forward, we've got big, big plans of plenty more things to come. My hundred's just the start. I feel like... Um, there's there's a big things to come. So for everyone here tonight, for everyone listening, um, to the girls at Melbourne Central as well that put this on, cannot thank you enough for for all your love and support um, of of myself and and the guests and and just trusting us. Like I, I think for me, like a big thing was like far out. Do I have to get Nat Five every week? Do I have to get Bunt and Paley? Haven't had either of them. But you trust me. You still listen to them. <laughs> you still enjoy them. Thank you so much. It's been incredible. Um, the community have been able to build. It will. I'm forever indebted. Without going too much, I'd probably start crying. But I, I really do appreciate everything. Um, fuck, hundred, hundred down. 100 he dropped to go. the golden. And uh, Did you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, all, I, I, I want to organise something after this. If we can all go hang out, maybe somewhere. We came for that. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, it's been real. It's been good. It's been incredible. There's got a cake here as well. We're cutting up the cake, the hundred cake. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't, cannot thank you enough. So what I'd love to do is we're going to come out, we'll get a group photo um, and yeah, we'll go from there. But Tony and Mick and, and Sam and Damon, um, Tofu Princess, Steph, uh, Adam Baldwin. I don't want to forget anyone else. You're going to thank the train. That's why you Tommy need to write them down. That's why you need to write them down. Besides that, thank you so much. Without you, know, without you guys and girls, there would be none of this. Um, and a big thank you to the Tofu Princess. She would be here. She's so shy. She'd be hiding somewhere. But um, you all know her. You all love her. So make sure if you see her, you get a photo with her and get her signature. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. I'll stop talking. I appreciate Bravo. it. Thank you. If that wasn't enough for you and you want even more, you're in luck. Dylan Friends is now on Patreon. Dylan Best Friends. If you'd like to learn more, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Dylan Friends or you can head to the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast. If you like the show, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, leave a review or even share with your friends. The show is produced by myself and Sam Bonza. Damon Jackman from Creative Edge Films is responsible for audio and visual production. The show is recorded at the Dylan Friends studio in Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch or suggest a guest or advertise with the Dylan Friends podcast, please email us at inquiries at dylanfriends.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hold up. 